3H2 Humans Radio Show 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 Each episode, Leonardo will explore conscious communication, varied perspectives, and thoughts he's to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive, or yeah. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, to define happiness, and to define a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is November 25th, 2017, here in the Mahane Park area of Roseville, California. Today's episode is Season 3, Episode 4, Going Back to Cali. After about a 10-year hiatus from being a California resident, I have returned home. (laughs) And what's funny about that is a couple months ago, I would not have guessed that I would be spending the holidays in California with my family as a resident. In the past, I would be a visitor during the holidays and heavy on my mind would be the drive back as well as not having all of my creature comforts while I visited. So now it's different. (laughs) There was a different feel to this year's Thanksgiving. In a weird way, I felt more part of the group and the family than I did in the past. And this was a comment many family members said that it just feels different, that once the holiday is over, I'm still going to be here. And it seemed as though this difference helped to increase deep connections with my friends and family. Deep connections is something I crave and something that was missing from my life living in Spokane. So here I am, (laughs) going back to Cali. (laughs) In today's episode, we will go over listener challenge number 35, identify needs of others, as well as a thought seed book, a thought seed leader event, and announcements. The listener challenge, number 35, deals with identifying the needs of others. For this week, identify needs of others. Offer conscious awareness towards basic needs of friends and family. Explore differences and similarities between oneself and those within proximity. Question, how can I best promote health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the holiday season and beyond? For house guests and visitors, become familiar with food, social, and sleep habits, which will assist in the comfort of others. Be a 3H2 human and thrive in a group setting. This listener challenge is about basic needs. Sometimes during the holiday season, there's a focus on things beyond basic needs. So much to where basic needs are kind of pushed under the rug. 
with extravagant foods and partying and uh, (laughs) the things that often hinder basic needs due to the excitement and change. Through the years, I've found that for myself and loved ones, the overall vibe for us is best when we have our basic needs met. Some of my basic needs include nutritious, vegetarian food, a dark, quiet area to sleep, and pink zone conversations. Many of my family members know this and are conscious of these needs and help me to be comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I'm myself. I enjoy myself more and have more to give. And that's one of the goals of the holiday season is to give and to create comfort. And this begins with basic needs. So if there are house guests, ask what foods they enjoy, what temperature they like the room to be, what time the guest likes to go to bed. These types of questions will help reach a shared understanding. And with these things, there doesn't necessarily need to be an agreement of what the needs are, but an understanding, at least understand what people do when they are optimized. I would like to give my family a gold star, (laughs) perhaps a platinum star, for understanding my basic needs and helping me to be comfortable in a family setting. The other day I went to my house to unpack a little bit and do some chores. And when I got back to my parents' house where I'm currently staying, I opened the door and my parents were in the kitchen chopping up vegetables so I could have vegetable soup. Vegetable soup is a part of my basic needs. It's something I like to eat once a day to ensure that I have at least one clean, healthy meal. My parents aren't too wild about vegetable soup, but it wasn't about what they wanted. It was about what my basic needs were. And they came together to help me, especially with my shoulder complication. I'm not quite as mobile and able to chop vegetables as I usually am. And that really was emotional for me. I didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it was. But as I sat at the table with my wing in a sling, watching my parents cook soup for me, I felt a burst of love and compassion. And for me, that's the greatest gift someone can give me is love and compassion. And it reminded me that other people have basic needs and I want to give that gift of basic needs to others. So on Thanksgiving, I was conscious of this. I examined the room and put forth effort to help others reach their basic needs. And I'll have to say, this was one of the best Thanksgivings I've had in years. And uh, 
I'm grateful for my family's conscious awareness towards the needs of others. So for this listener challenge, focus on needs of others for one week. And if people aren't within proximity, perhaps call, text, or email and just ask what are basic needs and become familiar with how to integrate the individual needs of others into a group setting. All right, and the Thought Seed book is Principles by Ray Dalio. Discover one's own basic life principles with guidance from a modern philosopher. Recently, I purchased Principles by Ray Dalio and was blown away by the organization and pink zone communication of Ray Dalio in his book. A couple years ago at Washington State University, I was a student in a class called Principles of Learning. (laughs) And that class was mainly memorization of other people's theories from decades ago. Not a whole lot of real life applicable information. And this is a university level psychology learning class. And it was based on memorization and regurgitate. (laughs) If a university substituted the behavior analysis and learning textbook for this book, I believe the students would learn more. So I do feel this book has more value than many university-level psychology classes. Some of the things I like about the book are the graphs. There's many pictures, and uh, there's one that sticks out in my mind where it's a, a line, and it points out steps, and then there's a loop. And in that loop is failure and learning. And then the loop shoots back up to the line. So it's almost like a detour that viewing failures and complications can be beneficial if there's learning. That was a big takeaway from this book and a life principle that I include within my own being. And it offers great conversation. My mom and I thumbed through it and looked at some of the graphs and some of the vocabulary and learned new words and were able to discuss the book in an easy way. We didn't need to read it cover to cover to gain something from it. And as I work on Pish Posh Words, the book, I analyze other authors, what I like, what I don't like. And so far, This book is the closest to what I hope to produce, something that offers thought seeds in a digestible format. So check it out, Principles by Ray Dalio. We also have a Thought Seed Leader event. Amit Goswami at the East West Bookstore in Mountain View on December 2nd and 3rd. If in the California Bay Area, reserve a seat to meet and explore with Amit Goswami in person. Oh, (laughs) 
the few times I've seen Amigo Swami in person, the events are surrounded by synchronicities. And for this event, I was just checking out his webpage, looking at his events, and I saw that he was in Chile and Peru and other places across the world. And I kept scrolling and I thought, is he going to come to Spokane? (laughs) And as I was scrolling, I saw he would be in Mountain View, which is about two and a half hours from Roseville. And that he has a reading on Saturday and then a workshop on Sunday. So it's synchronistic that I'm moving here to the California Bay Area, and after a world tour, he's going to be a stone's throw away from my new house. And that helped me feel deeply comfortable with the move and the new path that I'm on. Also a synchronicity is that my mom's and my birthday is on Friday, December 1st. So I asked her if she wanted to go on an adventure and spend the weekend in the Mountain View Palo Alto area for our birthday weekend and go to the Amit Goswami workshop. And she said yes. (laughs) So I'm uh, in many ways at a loss of words how I feel this is a gift from the universe. The best birthday gift I could hope for is to spend quality time with my mom on our birthday and be around someone as intelligent and humble as Amit Goswami. We have two extra tickets. Usually when I purchase tickets for an event, I get a few extra for friends of 3H2Humans. With the hustle and bustle of daily life, it's often difficult to set aside time to research and figure out what awesome events are going on and then purchase the tickets before they're sold out. So we do have two extra tickets if someone is in the California Bay Area and would like to join us for the Amit Goswami workshop, send an email to info at 3h2humans.org. The upcoming recording is entitled Going, Going, Back, Back to Cali, (laughs) California. (laughs) It was recorded on November 18th, and I talk about some of the catalysts which inspired the move to Roseville, as well as my thoughts on the idea of failure, and a little peek into the experiment where I emailed 10 radio show hosts pointing out a common misuse of the word you and how that did not go as expected. (laughs) I'd have to say, as a scientist, the majority of my experiments do not turn out the way I expect. In many ways, I'm grateful for this. If I expected something to happen and it happened every time, I think that would get a bit boring and monotonous. To have unexpected results shakes me a bit and encourages me to use critical thought and analyze why did I expect an outcome and why did that outcome not happen. So I ingest, reflect, 
and modify each time an experiment goes awry. (laughs) For announcements, welcome new listeners. Check out Season 2, Episode 1, Reflection Writing, for encouragement to exercise critical thought and present moment awareness. One of the neat things is over the years, I often reflection write about the experiments. I write before they happen. I say, this is what I plan to do. And then I write during. This is what is going on. And then I write after. This is what happened. And it's fun for me to go back and review my notes. And I'm able to time travel in a sense. (laughs) Because memory is, uh, it's a strange creature. And it's yellow zone. Whereas the writing I did before the experiment was pink zone. It was my thoughts before I knew what would happen. Right now I have hindsight and that changes the neuronal connections in my brain. And thus to say I'm able to fully grasp my mindset prior to the experiment is a fallacy because my brain has changed. It's no longer what it was, but there's a little piece of that pink zone mindset in written format. I do encourage people to reflection write. It's been a huge ally for me on this journey, as well as an ally to many other thought leaders I respect. I would say the majority of intelligent people I come across have some sort of reflection habit where they can take a snapshot of their thoughts and then go back and revisit those thoughts and grow from them. And what's neat about the episode, season two, episode one, is I give tips and tricks that took me years, over 10 years to develop. So I would recommend to start with the suggestions and then ingest, reflect, and modify. Change those parameters as desired. We would like to catch up with friends from the past, present, and future. Contact us today, info at 3h2humans.org. I've contacted a few friends who live in the Bay Area because I've stayed in contact with them over the years, but there's many other friends that I've lost touch with. And because I abstain from social media, it's difficult for me to find them and pick up communications. So if there are any friends out there that hear this, whether the friend be past, present, or future, let's connect. I'm excited to build a 3H2 community here in California. Gratitude for those who support the show. We appreciate feedback and suggestions on how to improve the show. So if there are any suggestions, send them on down. All right, we're uh, doing a little bit of a quickie. There's a lot going on in life, and I haven't prioritized the radio show a whole lot lately because of the fast pace of life. And also a desire to be in the present moment with family and to let go 
of who I used to be in Spokane so that I can discover who I am now that my life has dramatically changed. So there will be a bit of a slowdown with 3H2 for the next month or so, but we're still here. We're still raring to roll. (laughs) All right, Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, California. (laughs) Greetings. Today is Saturday, November 18th, 2017, here in the Mahane Park area of Roseville, California. Mustachio and I have relocated to California. (laughs) Over the last few months, rapid changes have taken place. The catalyst for these changes appears to be moving out of the Liberty Building in downtown Spokane, Washington. Once we no longer had a public headquarters... There was less of a desire to stay in Spokane. And that was something that intuitively I have felt since we began working out of the office. It seemed to be the only thing keeping me in Spokane. (laughs) Each time I worked with someone, whether it be a tech person or assistant or print shop, uh... It didn't seem to matter (laughs) what the business or relationship was, even friendships. Uh, None of those seemed to stick. They were in the yellow zone. It was incredibly challenging for me to reach a pink zone understanding with a colleague or friend. And at first I thought it was me, something wrong with me. And we talk about there is no right or wrong or good or bad. So if there was nothing wrong with me, what was the problem? Why, after dozens of encounters, nothing stuck? And this is unusual for me. Usually there's one or two or three, a handful of people. And the handful of people for me were at the Liberty Building. Those were my friends, my colleagues I was able to communicate in the pink zone with. It was like a little vortex. (laughs) When I was at the office, things seemed to run more smoothly than outside of the office. And I began to ponder, as I usually do, and I applied critical thought. I ingested the experience, 
allowed myself to feel a spectrum of emotions from positive to negative and really be in that moment. Then I reflected, what are the variables? What are the behaviors that create the experiences I have? And now I have modified due to the conclusion of environment. Uh, Spokane was not an ideal environment for me. And after a few years of fighting, I realized this. <laughs> and even in the short time I've been in Roseville, it's uh, going to be a week and a day today. I arrived a week ago. My luck has turned. The people I meet are friendly and in the pink zone. I'm here with my family. They've been helping me with the move, especially with my wing in a sling, as my grandpa says. (laughs) I'm still nursing the shoulder injury. And the environment is welcoming and pink zone. This type of nurturing environment was very rare for me in Spokane. And it began to wear on me to the point where I didn't want to interact with people. I was exhausted from being in the yellow zone and people misunderstanding my communications and my desires and also pushing their desires and beliefs upon me without asking what I want. (laughs) Oh, it was rough, (laughs) really rough. (laughs) And even reaching out to fellow podcasters. I did an experiment where I proposed the you theory to 10 podcasters who request questions and misuse the word you. That was the criteria. A podcaster who requests questions and feedback and misuses the word you. And zero out of 10 offered a pink zone response. And I believe three of the 10 offered any response at all. In my head, I figured it'd be 50-50. 50% would offer some sort of pink zone intelligent response, and 50% would either say, hey, thanks for the question, or not respond at all. I did not anticipate 0%. (laughs) And for me, this was an indication that experiment was my Hal Mary. That was my last effort to really reach out to people to see if anyone would grab a hold of the you concept and what 3H2 Humans is doing. And I grabbed that ball, did my little shuffle, and hucked it. (laughs) And the ball just fell at my feet. (laughs) And that was my Barbie doll moment. 
We've talked about that in the movie Sliding Doors, where the child plays with the Barbie doll. And in one scenario, she gets in the way of Gwyneth Paltrow. And then in the other scenario, she doesn't. And those two lives were completely different. So this was that moment for me. This was my I need to change moment. This is one of the reasons why I use the word failure sparingly. The You Experiment, reaching out to 10 other podcasters, was not a failure. It was a success. It taught me I was in a less than ideal environment and a less than ideal mindset. And to get that 50%, which I feel is possible, was less likely in the parameters I was in in the past. So after the U letter failure, that's when my shoulder got messed up. And that was the end of August, beginning of September. Then I went back to Hood River and that's when the move to California began. (laughs) It was leaving Spokane and leaving that environment, going on a trip by myself where I was able to just be me. I didn't need to justify my actions to anyone or have someone's feelings hurt when I share my thoughts. It was soothing and calming. And in that type of environment, I'm able to think and recognize what's going on in my life. And the conclusion was, goodbye and thanks for all the fish. (laughs) I originally wanted to move to Hood River. That was the plan. And after some thought and reflection, I realized it wasn't necessarily Hood River that I wanted to live in. It was just any other place but Spokane. (laughs) And closer to home. Those were the two criteria, closer to California and not Spokane. Roseville turned into the logical choice. My parents live here, my aunt and uncle, I have cousins and a new baby in the family. My grandparents are here. And then I have my brother and his wife in San Jose, as well as another grandmother and various other family members spread out through California and Truckee, that area as well. (laughs) And now that I'm here, closer to family, back in my home state, back to the California Bay Area, I feel more like me. (laughs) And it was uh, funny, a couple weeks ago, when it really sank in that... Brian and I were moving here, he said I started to get my California swag back. (laughs) And I am an adaptable person for my environment, and I like the sparkle of the Bay Area, that drive and faster life. So, in conclusion... (laughs) 3H2 humans and... Brian, Yeti, and I are going back to Cali. 
And for now, there's probably a little bit of an echo. The house is in boxes. I have my arm in a sling. And what's strange about that, I thought having one hand to move stuff and not being able to lift and all that would be physically challenging. But now that I'm in it, it's mentally challenging. It is so difficult to keep the sling on and slow down, ask for help when I need it, and struggle cutting food and cooking food and doing dishes. And it's mentally exhausting. (laughs) And uh, Mustachio and I believe everything happens for a reason. This injury has slowed me down to a level which perhaps I need to be in order to process all these changes and to learn how to ask for help and really be in the present moment. It's difficult for me to just go for a jog and space out and lose myself in exercise and weightlifting and all that stuff that's gone right now. (laughs) So I'm taking it day by day and I do my best to be grateful for the move. If I had a choice, whether to be healthy and fit and capable in Spokane or have my wing in a sling with my family in Roseville, I'll take the Roseville. (laughs) And this is what I focus on when I get frustrated, that this is how it's meant to be for now. Not always, but just for now. And I'm going to slow down and be for a little while. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm going to slowly and gently begin to unpack clothing. I figure that's a nice, light, easy task that I can do. And I've been diving into the Mysterious Universe podcast. That uh, has been awesome because it's so weird. After I sent the letter to the 10 podcasters, And they didn't offer a pink zone response. And then they grotesquely misuse the word you. It's difficult for me to listen. (laughs) Because they'll say things like, what you need to do is you need to reach out and be compassionate towards others. Even if you don't understand what they're saying, you need to do this. And it's like, really? Hey, turn that finger around, buddy. So essentially, they're preaching to me as you. I am you because I'm the listener. So they're preaching to me what they did not do themselves. And this is incredibly common for leaders to tell other people to do something that they themselves struggle with or are unable to do. And an example is me. With the pink zone, talk about how awesome the pink zone is and how wonderful it is. And and it's incredibly challenging for me to reach 
the pink zone with others. This is one of the reasons why I use the word I. I don't say what you need to do is you need to reach the pink zone and you need to enjoy it because that will help your life be complete. That's pish posh. (laughs) So if anyone out there would like a pink zone connection or has two working arms, (laughs) I could use some help in the next couple months. I have vowed to give myself a solid three weeks of no heavy lifting to really heal up. So anyone out there wants to help me do some heavy lifting, I have open arms in both the mental and the physical realm. They work together, mind and body, as one. I am Groot. (laughs) Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy!